are listening to Grassroots, www.innovationstudios.com. I am Marcus, and here we are at week 20, and it is with a certain degree of sadness that I say that this is going to be the last Q&A um, for a little while, but it won't be the last podcast. One of the biggest secrets about uh, my quote-unquote success over 30 years, and in fact, that people still book me and still want to hear from me, I guess, is that I always know when to get out, or I feel I, I like I, I like to know when it's time to go, and uh, to leave the audience wanting a little bit more. I, I want to say thank you for your questions. I've had another few this week, and I will continue to answer them, and it, and it will be via email. I'll email you and answer your questions. But uh, I feel like, from a listener's point of view, it's time to move forwards a little bit. And... Um, for the next few weeks, and, and to be honest, this um, venture that I've been on, adventure that I've been on with the q and I, I thought would probably be six weeks and I'd have to think of something else. And then six weeks became 10 and 10 weeks became 15. And I thought, well, I'll keep going, you know. And, um, but uh, I've really, really loved it. And it will come back. And, and I will because, you know, I do get some good questions. And, and that brings me to the next point, which is some of the questions that I get asked are just such important questions that would need far longer than, you know, uh, (laughs) I couldn't squeeze two or three of them into a podcast. So I've got, over the next few weeks, the one question Q&A podcast. And we'll start next week. And next week will be, why is music so important? And that was asked um, by a young lad. Um, a little while ago and I thought I'm going to keep that one because uh, music is so important and I'll be going into detail and it gives me an opportunity to rant and talk about music and, and hopefully you'll hear the passion that I have for this for this job and this uh, vocation and this passion and this love for music that I have. Hopefully w- that will come across but that will be week one of the One Question podcast which starts next week. There'll probably be about five or six weeks of that Um Maybe even more. We don't. I don't. I don't know. I've I've been sifting through the questions and putting them to one side, and then hopefully I'll be able to get together with some of the people that I've been conversing with and corresponding with to do some more grassroots interviews. A little snip of of information for you. Cheryl, my other half, has insisted that uh, people out there would care about my career and what I've done and uh, and, and all that. So she has asked. Um, if she could interview me and if I could maybe do a, a, a an interview and I would be the focus of that. And, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's, you know, my favorite subjects, I guess, is myself. So I'm all right with that. But, um, yeah, I think she won't tell me what the questions are. So she's not going to let me plan anything. She's just going to hit me with it and I'm going to be answering. Um, so I think there'll be, be an insight there because I always think if you want to, you want to talk about the game, you've got to play the game. And um, it's an opportunity for me to talk about my experiences and swap some stories and stuff that I wouldn't otherwise do. So to be in the hot seat for a while will be um, exciting. But your questions have been coming in, and I will be, by the way, be doing some more interviews with some people. I've got uh, Steve Catamol, Riga Steve. I've got Glenn Sissons. I've got Simon Dawes. I've got Alan Buckley, who's a legend of uh, Essex music. Um, he was uh, Essex karaoke for so many years. Many people would have um, seen him, seen him work, or probably performed on his stages. Um, it's all good. But let's get to your questions for this week, and then I'll do the goodbyes at the end. The first question comes from Alex, 
and Alex is over there in Billericay. Hi, Marcus. I just wonder what the main difference has been between teaching in person or online. Um, hello, Alex. The main difference has, has just been you've had I've had to explain things in a different different way and, and, and a more advanced way, and I feel like the time seems to go quicker on the online lessons, and um, I think it's because you you spend that little bit more time your brain is 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 constantly in overdrive trying to work out how to explain something and i've learned about the technology and over the last few weeks probably a bit late now but over the last few weeks i've learned how to do things like screen share and when it's when it's come to working on things and i know all of this seems seems obvious but things like screen share and stuff like that and i've been transferring some files across and i've been able to you know, if I've been working with singers or throw some ideas around, fire off a quick demo and fire that over to them. And But I think the main difference is how you explain things or how I've had to explain things and talk about, um, you know, particularly guitar or mandolin or how how to try and and say, you know, first finger, second finger, that, that needs to move up a bit. Whereas in person... Sometimes it's easier, you know, once you once you get that rapport with that person, you know them well enough to grab the finger and move it across. You go, move that one across. So that should be there. That should be there. Um, but pretty much since the lockdown started and since the pandemic started, uh, you know, I, like so many others, have been so careful um, with regards to shaking hands or high fives or anything like that. So it's changed my method anyway for that brief period towards the end of 2020 when we were able to just see... Um, work in person again just for a little while before the second wave came through Um, all the things that I did for years you know the high fives and were all sort of put to one side and it it was kind of just a nod of yeah well done Um, but when you're working online you have to find a different way of explaining something you know and um, and also I mean I know you can show them and I I sort of hold my guitar up to the camera and try to do what I can and I I like to feel like I'm getting results uh, Alex but to be honest it's never the same as in person particularly singing you can't really work with singers online I've only worked with one or two because it just isn't um, the right sort of environment I mean the, the great thing about Working in person with somebody is is it invariably when you work with me here, Innovation Studios, you are working in a, a, a controlled environment, a soundproofed environment where you don't need to feel so self-conscious about it. Um, but of course online, if you're trying to work and you're singing online, you're singing in the kitchen whilst your family are in the background sort of, you know, opening the cupboards and going through the cereals. So um, you can't really... Um, give the same or I feel you can't get the same results as quickly so you have to explain things in a different way and that's what I had to do Alex it's been a challenge and and I've enjoyed it but I will like everybody else um, be be more than happy to um, to be able to work in person again and to get the results and to get that instant thing because that's the world we live in these days we want that instant thing and some people are old enough, and I'm one of them, unfortunately, to remember years ago when you wanted something, you used to order something, and, and you'd say, oh, you go to, it used to be Blockbusters then, and you say, I want to get this latest film, and they say, well, there's a waiting list. You put your name on a, on a waiting list, you know. And these days, you can stream the film, you know, within 10 minutes of it being released on your phone and watch it in your bedroom or watch it at home on your sofa, and you think, well, what's that about? You know, things have changed. Um and technology has changed, and um, 
yeah, I've I've discovered all of the things that came with it. You know, the screen share and and the on on Zoom. There's like a you can you can share your screen, but you can do like a whiteboard and all of these these really cool things that I've discovered pretty much only a month before I'm able to teach in person again, hopefully. So, um, yeah, the techniques have changed and my way of explaining things had to be different, Alex, but it was good fun. Innovation Studios has all the tools you would need to bring your music to life. Get in touch to book a free consultation. This is our opportunity to chat about your music, listen to demos, and if you're unsure, find which pricing would fit you best. There are no hidden costs. Once a booking is made and price agreed, there are no further hidden charges. Our team at Innovation Studios are professional musicians, and we know that sometimes a recording may run into an extra hour or an extra day. Your original price will stand. Guidance that will help you make a great-sounding album at an affordable price. www.innovationstudios.com Uh, ben in Colchester. Hi, Marcus. Even at our level, we still set ourselves ourselves goals. I just wonder what your goals were. Um, yeah, because I think there's a point where you get to, Ben, I think what you're getting at is you don't necessarily look at, because everyone's goal when you first pick up a guitar is to be famous. It's be famous. Um, my goals are to just be, cause, because I'm at, at the point in my career where um, I don't have to prove anything to myself, um, but I still have to prove myself to the new venues and to the new agents and 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 you know to the to the new um, audiences. Um, so my goals are really to when when we're able to to just be at my best and um, to and not only to be at my best but to be the best I've been for twenty years. I, I I've been I want to work on uh, my vocal my vocals I want to work on my guitar I want to work on my appearance you know get get some weight off get fitter um and just be the best I can um my that, that's one of my goals the other one is to um to teach more and to run the studio more to run this studio here um to work more and uh in terms of uh, with people and 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 maybe bring along the next um, group of of uh, singers and um, performers and guitar players. Maybe bring the next lot along because I've done my bit and I'm happy and I've still got a lot to offer. But I, I it's more important to me now to um, after years of travelling and years of being here, there, and everywhere to focus on my family a little bit um, and to do that and to still make a make a career for music. Then I'm going to rely on the teaching a lot more and. Uh, and the and the running of the studio and recording and um, songwriting and things like that. So I'm gonna, they're my goals really, and I'm not stepping away from the stage, but I'm I'm gonna look to uh, drastically reduce the amount of shows that I play, um, just purely and simply because I've put a lot of miles in for a lot of years, and and I'm looking forward to just working in my garden, because where I am now, I've my my studio is in my my back garden. And um, although, you know, and it's, it's purpose built and it looks great, um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's in my, in my back garden. I work from home effectively. Um, and uh, so therefore there's no petrol, there's no agro, there's no M25, there's no Dartford tunnel, there's no Dartford crossing. It's, 
people you know people come to me and I teach them and if I can't do it in person I'll do it online and um, my goals are to make more um, of the teaching and to, to use the studio in a different way and to record more and to bring some new songwriters along and I've met over the, over the course of the last year some really good songwriters some young um, young and up and coming songwriters who look looking to do something with it and I'm hoping to be involved in their projects um, whether it's recording or whether it's mentoring or whether it's just playing on the albums or whatever you know I just feel like it's something I'd like to be involved in um, so my goals are really to to focus on um, the studio and to play live slightly less um, well drastically less to be honest and not not be away so much I, I want to focus on family a lot a lot more um, and um, yeah, it's it's important to me. It's it's important to me, Ben. Um, and uh, funnily enough, I had a question from Alan who said um, there's been a, a lot of negatives with regards to the lockdown, i.e. people have lost their shows and people have lost their momentum and stuff like that. But I wondered if there were any positives for you personally. And the positive, Alan, was that I've been able, for the first time in 30 years... I've been able to, I've been forced to take a break and take an extended break and not have to keep ploughing through with a sore throat and living on vocal zone and, um, you know, gargling with port and uh, eating heavy, you know, three, three or four extra strong mints and fisherman's friends and, and drinking gallons of water before a show and, you know, playing the second half of the show with my legs crossed and, so for the first time in 30 years, although obviously money's been tight and it's not been an easy situation, um, <clears throat> not just for me, but for everybody that does this crazy business of ours, to, to have an extended break with no pressure, with no um, deadlines or timeframes or no contracts involved, to just say, you know, you have a year out. It's felt a little bit like a gap year, like it's something I should have done when I was 18, but by the time I was 18, I was already in the band and I was already on tour. I was already playing shows. Um, so I've had like a gap year almost where I've just been able to still do do some stuff. I've, I've recorded um, a couple of albums I've, uh, and uh, been, been working um, with some other um, musicians online and, and recording the Men of, Men of Earth album as well. So the positives are that I've had, I've had my weekends and on a personal level. I've been able to spend more time with family, and um, and that's been nice. And uh, been able to, you know, spend more time with my kids and stuff like that. So there, there are a lot of positives. And when we come back out of this, um, I feel that people will want to be entertained. I don't know how quickly we'll go back to that normality, uh, Alan. I think that um, it'll take a while before these venues are happy to pay the money and whatever. But having said that, the phone calls that I've had with regards to being booked towards the end of this year, 2021, um, they're still paying the same price. They're not, they're not trying to cut corners. And I, I honestly thought that that would be something that they would do. Well, we can't really afford it. And so, um, and the other, I suppose one of the other positives is when we do go back, maybe it won't be the midnight finishes and the one o'clock in the morning stuff. Maybe, for a little while, where you might you might be earning decent money and finishing at eleven o'clock. I mean, that that's going to be like going back twenty five years. Um, as a matter of fact, that's one of the main differences between music live now and music live when I first started. Because when I first started, you your gig finished at eleven fifteen. It was very rare that you were on stage at midnight. 
And now, with the one they changed the licensing hours, everybody was able to just stay until 12, so they wanted the music until 12. And in some cases, we didn't even go on till 12. Um, so it's, uh, you know, the, 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 one of the main positives, the biggest positive, um, Alan, is that I've been able to rest the voice, re recharge the batteries, put my feet up, uh, probably for too long, because uh, I got to the point where I put my feet up and I enjoyed it, and then I enjoyed it too much, and and had too many cakes and uh, and uh, probably East, Easter eggs in the last few days. Um, but then I had to work to get back again, you know. But I, I've enjoyed the time away. I, I've really loved it. I've enjoyed not having the pressure of of being in a certain town at a certain time, and um, you know, not that I, you know, not that I, I don't. Uh, still enjoy that because I do and I, I have missed it but um to not have to do it um or to be forced to not do it as as that's that's a nice thing and I feel like I can be a a glass half full kind of guy with it because I've still been able to run the studio and teach online and and make some money for music um so it hasn't been too bad and and I, all right I've had to eat beans on toast maybe and and but but then when you weigh that up against the amount of petrol that you're not um the wear and tear on the car is another positive Alan I'm not my car has probably done 1500 miles couple of thousand miles in the last 14 months whereas usually it's five six thousand up to sort of eight eight thousand miles a year sometimes with the the traveling so um money I've saved in terms of tires and uh maintenance on the car and petrol um and also the you know the eating at services and all that sort of stuff when you if you actually got a spreadsheet and and sort of looked at what you earned and what you'd saved and it's not actually as bad as it as it seems your average show you're on say 150 quid you've probably done 30 pound of petrol you've probably done 20 quid of grub and all of a sudden you're on a hundred pound and, and, um, you know, and then, uh, and, and you're doing all those miles. So it's one of those things, but there, there have been quite a few, uh, positives, although it's easy to be a half glass, you know, glass half empty and think where, what, what's going to happen. And I, like everybody else, when it first happened, I was, I was nearly in tears. I'm thinking this is all I've known, you know, and, and to, to think, to even contemplate changing my career when, you know, when somebody said to me, and I said, I've had one job interview in my life. I was 17 and, and they said, can you play this song? And I said, yes. And they said, great, you've got the job. And since then, I've had 30 years of of being a musician. And, and yeah, I've studied and I've done done stuff. But, you know, unless I do music, I can't really do anything. Um, so there was huge negatives at first. And then you, you start to just realise you can't do anything about it. And... Um, once you realise you can't do anything about it, you just think, well, I might as well embrace it and I might as well take focus on family, focus on being at home, focus on the home, decorating, making things better, you know, setting up my moving forwards with with my life, um, writing some songs. And you think, well, OK, I'll, I'll just embrace the time then because there's nothing I can do about it. I can't gig if there's nowhere to gig. I can't teach if there's no one to teach. Um, so... Yeah, there's, there there have been a lot of positives, but I think it depends on how you on how you look at it. But it hasn't been bad. If, at any time, if somebody had said, take a year out, um, I, I don't think, uh, you know, it, it's it's been a terrible thing for somebody who's done it for years. If you're building your career, it's a big knockback. But for somebody like myself, who 
although I still have stuff to prove to venues and promoters and agents, I don't have anything to prove to myself, and I know I can do the job. So I'm, I just needed to, I've just taken a long break. End of story. Philip. Hello, Philip. Philip is from Hockley. Hi, Marcus. I just wondered, have you ever had the atmosphere at one of your shows completely change, either for the better or for the worst, because of something you said or did? Oh, God. Have I? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that when you're entertaining and when you're on stage and uh, when, you're, when you're playing and you're trying to G up the crowd or whatever, there are certain things I avoid and there are certain things that if pe- people say to me, oh, you know, you know, I, I was thinking about doing this song, and there are certain things that I avoid. I always say, never sing any football songs, or never sing any songs that could be converted into football songs. So, i.e., if you're going to sing You'll Never Walk Alone, just don't do it. Or if you're going to sing I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, just don't do it, because it's going to divide the room. The other thing as well is steer clear of anything that's political. Certainly don't mention anything about Brexit or the pandemic or anything like that um, or anything that you feel that, that would divide the room but you see you learn these lessons the hard way and many times I've I think um, the, the best example I have of it actually wasn't me but I but I have so many stories of it of it being very similar but um, Calakinesis were playing in Newcastle and uh, were really playing a great show and um, my brother, Steve, was, was chatting to the audience and stuff like that. And he had a few T-shirts he was handing out. And um, he said something like, and it was just a flippant comment. It was something really silly, like, um, we've got some T-shirts and stuff. We know how you love a freebie up here. And the atmosphere completely and utterly changed. Um, and they went from enjoying his music to sort of going, ah, and... and and he, I remember speaking to him the next day and he said, I just blew the whole thing. I said, no, well, I've done that a hundred times. Someone will shout something out and and you shout something back and, and, and you think you're being witty, but you're really not. And, you know, you, you learn, um, you learn as time goes on um, to have that filter. Steer clear of politics, steer clear of, of uh, you know, anything football or anything that can divide a room or uh, uh and you learn you know but but there are going to be times where you're going to slip slip and say something silly and and people are going to woo you know um but most of the time i think you, you just shut up and do your job because if you don't you uh, at our level philip we're not able to make any statements that are going to make it make a difference we're not really able to stand up and and say you know I, i'm the lead singer of this band and i feel like we should support this party because of nobody cares they only care that you know fred and marjorie just want to dance on a saturday night and they don't care how you vote or how you don't vote or um so i, I think um you know you can get this this little um voice in your head that that tells you you're more important than you are but you're really not at this level you're just doing a job for those people in the room and any and the most of what you say shouldn't or won't really be um 
you know, in the press the next day or at the in in the papers the next day. So, and but you still need to watch what you say. And man, the, the amount of times I've seen artists singing a song and they tell you what the song's about, and and they'll say this is about the, the you know this is about this party, and they couldn't even get this right, and. Or, or this is a song about being a vegan, or this is a song about being a vegetarian, or this is a song about the cruelty to dogs, or this is a song about, you know, whatever. And you go, but but just sing the song. Let people work out what it's about. You, you just, just make, if you've got a statement to make, then sing the damn song. Don't, don't um, tell us what it's about, because if it's about something we don't care about, you know, then, then there you are. I mean... I, I totally get it, but I mean, my, my personal opinion, I'm not a doggy person, right? I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not against dogs, but I don't have dogs. I've never had dogs. We've never had dogs. Um, and uh, so I don't feel the same way about dogs that somebody else does. So if somebody plays me old Shep or plays me honey or something like that and and breaks down in tears, I don't break down in tears. And if they if they say to me, oh, I've got this really sad song about a dog, I'm like, ah, dog. You know, but it's not, it's 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 partly because I don't understand and it's partly because, but if they just played a song, I'd sort of go, oh, that's a great, lovely little song. And and at the end of it, you say, oh, that's about a dog, isn't it? Hear the song first, get your point across. I mean, atmospheres of, I've had atmospheres at my shows change because of something that wasn't my fault you know, a fight or something like that. Now, here's a here's something that people of a certain uh, generation, my generation, will know. We've been around for a while playing some shows. I always believe that um, if there's one thing that can change the atmosphere in a, in a venue, it's a pool table. If you're playing somewhere where the, they move the pool table and they and, and you set up and people are standing there watching your show... But if you're playing somewhere where they leave the pool table in the middle, chances are you're going to get a group of lads all putting a couple of quid on there, and it could end up with a fight or you know backwards. Back used to be the backwards baseball cap, and uh, all sort of making a load of noise and talking about that and disrupting the show and things like that. So a pool table can do more damage in terms of changing an atmosphere than anything else. But um, yeah, I've I've also I mean many times I've made the odd comment that where where people have i played a show in uh the one that springs to mind i played a show in harlow at a british legion club and um when it was the first time we played there and what they did was um each of the tables had a um like a a piece of paper and it was the name of the band and then they had to rate them and we and they did it for everybody they let the members vote on whether anybody was any good and i got wind of this and um and I was I wasn't frightened, but but I thought, oh, how can I? What can I do? And I think we played a couple of songs, and then I said, um, "I'm Marcus," and uh, I was working with my uncle that night, actually, Malk. And I said, uh, "We're here to entertain you. We're gonna have a good night tonight." I said, let, "Let's let me tell you something, a quick story. When I was a kid, um, it was uh, it was important to me to play the guitar, so I learned to play, and, and then it was important to me to play some shows, and then it was important to me." Um, to play at Butlins and I did that and then it was a dream of mine to play at the Cavern in Liverpool and I did that and then it was a dream of mine to make an album and I did that it was a dream of mine to go on tour and I did that and I've only got one dream left and that's to get five out of five on those bloody sheets you've got on your table 
and so it's a, it's enough of this thing, but it got a round of applause, and people were like, you know, they laughed, and and they realised that, um, you know, it, it was just a quip. But from there, it was people felt at ease, and and um, so on that night it went well. But I've many times I've said something that I thought was funny, and ruined the whole thing, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's always a hard lesson to learn, Philip. But um, yeah, that that. Always, always fun. Um, Corin, I think we've had this one before, Corin, but I'll answer it anyway. Should I double track my guitars? There are a few different ways of doing it. Um, you can uh, record it mono and then you can um, duplica duplicate it and move them left and right and um, move one. I think it's uh, up over um, 30 milliseconds will start to make a difference. So up to 30 milliseconds, you can't really hear the difference. But um, if it's a big guitar part, I think you always should. You should always have two guitars. But the important thing, Corinne, is, is that you need to be able to play the two parts as closely together as, as you can. So it sounds like one guitar. Um, and uh, so I think nothing quite sounds like two guitars played separately. But you can cheat by just moving one across um, and duplicating that um over and moving it a fraction so that that can sometimes work Corin. but yeah um double track your guitars if you can but make sure that you know your part well enough that you can then play exactly the same part so when it's panned left and right it just sounds like one huge guitar with a little bit of echo on it um kerry says hi marcus what are the best sites for backing tracks um there's a few kerry karaoke version is one music backing tracks is one um, Amaritz isn't there anymore, unfortunately, but a lot of their content is on YouTube. So sometimes there are various converters that um, you can get, um, you can download um, backing tracks from YouTube um, and convert them to MP3. I should, probably shouldn't say that, but as they're so readily available, I don't see that it's uh, it, it's that big an issue. And if they're offended by my little podcast, then hey, I'm making waves, right? Um, but the, the the one I prefer is karaoke version, although it's not karaoke, you know, it's um, you, you're able to individually mix the tracks yourself if you use the custom tracks. And for somebody like myself who plays guitar, um, then I can take the guitars off and my guitar can be live. And also um, you can also um, do different versions of songs. If you wanted to take a particular song and strip it right down to one piano, you can take the drums off and so you can play about with them more and that's why I prefer um, that one so um, I always think that that's a really really good one for me and that's the one I use the most to be honest Grassroots Music UK in association with Innovation Studios presents the ultimate one day workshop for songwriters advice and analysis on songwriting techniques and methods how songs are created, structured, recorded and produced. Tuition, analysis and guidance on how to make a great sounding album on a bedroom budget using recording software and digital audio workstation. Learn how effects and plugins work and the most effective way to use them. Mixing and mastering to CD, WAV and MP3. Adding album artwork, tags and songwriter info. Where to have your mastered CD copied in bulk for selling at your shows how to upload your music to iTunes and digital media, online radio stations and how to submit your music for airplay, advice on venues, promotions, showcases and open mic nights in the area. To book a place and be added to the waiting list, 
please call 01702 836 649 or email innovationstudiosuk at gmail.com. Um, David says, David is from Brentwood. Hi, Marcus. Uh, do you have any regular pre-show rituals? Uh, not really, David, no. Some people are, you know, the, 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 a lot of stuff goes on in music where people wear the same socks because I've had a good show the night before. Um, no, I don't. We don't really have any, any pre-show rituals. Not that I'm aware of. Um, I think uh, I think we have, musicians tend to have, um, when you play a certain place or in a certain venue, you you remember that there was, oh, we'll go to that chip shop again. That was a good one. So you remember, you remember chippies that you went to or, or, uh, or Donovans that you went to. As a matter of fact, there's a story about that. Jason's Donovan is one of the best signs I've ever seen, by the way. That was, um, just when you see these things, because some of the tribute acts that you see, um, somebody did ask me, not, not actually didn't email me, but somebody asked me recently about, um, some of the best tribute names that you've seen, because obviously the tributes you can't go out as, and we go out as Oasis with a Z at the end. Um, but with, there's Paul McCartney, which is one of my favorites. Are we them, which is the REM tribute. Uh, my personal favorite is Barry wide, um, which I think is just absolutely brilliant. Uh, the only falls and horses is Ziggy, Ziggy sawdust, which is a David Bowie tribute. Um, but uh, I don't know how I got onto that. But anyway, we do have some um, favourite places, uh, rituals, where sometimes you sort of get there early. We like to get there early because, you know, we, we have a few arcades and stuff like that. So certain venues, you have certain rituals. But no, there's not really a uh, the, the obvious things. Make sure your guitar's got six strings. Make sure it's in tune. Make sure that you, you know, that you're not getting royally drunk or eating too much before the performance but these are obvious things they're not rituals and i don't really i haven't really heard of any strange ones either where people have to have a certain amount of money in their pocket or something like that so i always have seven quid in my pocket because i had seven quid in my pocket the first time i can tell you that ronan from boyzone um, i don't know whether he does now but certainly for many years would perform with a plaster on his uh, on on his index finger i think it's on his right hand because when he auditioned for boys only, uh, he had a cut on his finger, and he always saw that it, it was it was lucky. So, if you watch any of the videos, that's why it's on there. That's what I heard. But yeah, there you go. Um, but no, we don't have, as far as I'm aware, I, I don't have any rituals unless there's something that I'm doing that nobody's really mentioned or told me about. So that's that's that one, David. And that pretty much wraps it up um, not only this week but wraps up the 20 20 weeks that I've been doing the Q&A and I have loved it and I'm going to be back and I will be doing this again so please keep your questions coming in but don't expect them to be answered straight away we're probably going to have a good few weeks before I'm back doing this Q&A again but I'm not going anywhere I'm going to be here six o'clock every Friday for the next foreseeable amount of time and uh, there are some interviews coming up, including mine. There are some, uh, the One Question podcast, which starts next week. And um, there's also a project which is called Roots and Roots. So R-O-O-T-S and R-O-U-T-E-S. And that's with uh, a friend of mine, Arthur, who's going to come in and he's going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about it together the history of um, music in the Deep South and how it how it came about and how songs were 
uh, created and what the songs were about. And, and you know, it's like a history lesson, really, but real songs about real people and real stories about real people and things like that. So that's another project. I have so many things in the pipeline. I have a long list of people who I'm going to interview in person, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but um, I will continue to answer your questions. I'll do it via email. Um or I'll store them and I'll answer them in a few months when I come back to the Q&A again. But I can't believe it's been 20 weeks. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've, it's been brilliant. And uh, I've enjoyed every minute of of being here and to answer your questions. And I hope you've had fun because I've had fun um, reading through your questions and some of your comments as well. Um, some of your feedback's been excellent and... Um, you know, uh, it's it's a pleasure and uh, it remains a pleasure. It remains a pleasure to do this job and it remains a pleasure to meet new people and to help people. And, and the truth of it is, I know I sound like some sort of social worker, but it's true. I love to help people and I want... When I first started in this business, I just wanted to be the old pro. And I remember being a 17-year-old kid and we had a couple of blokes who, who ran the studio we rehearsed in and... They'd been there and done it, and they'd come in and say, what are you doing, kids? You know, what's, what, what sound are you after? And, and I remember thinking, I'd just love to be that old pro, and I feel like I am now. It's, um, so it's a strange feeling to, 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 to be the old pro. Um, but um, I'll continue. I've still got a lot to offer, and I'm going to carry on. I'm looking forward to getting out there gigging again. I'm looking forward to um, working with some songwriters again. But thanks to you for listening. Thanks for your questions. I've had 20 brilliant weeks and it all starts again next week. So six o'clock next Friday. I look forward to seeing you then. If you've got any Easter eggs left over, hey, look, don't send them to me because I'm eating enough. All right. Take care of yourselves. Yours in music. Signing off. Bye bye for now. Bye.